Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The uh, mother of Sammy Yatim is absolutely shocked that her son's killer and former Toronto police officer James Forcillo has been granted day parole after serving just 21 months of his six-year sentence. Uh, and there's a, a widower in uh, British Columbia who's furious that his wife's killer, former RCMP officer Sarah Beckett, uh, Kenneth Fenton, uh, hit her cruiser and killed her. He was driving drunk three times over the limit. And a few weeks later, he was driving drunk again and injured his girlfriend and was sentenced to an additional 18 months in prison. He's now on day parole. And uh, the constable's husband was unaware. The team family says they were also unaware that these parole hearings were going on. Scott Newark, former prosecutor, was heavily involved in getting laws and policies changed to permit victims to attend and then speak at parole hearings. In fact, Scott was the first person to attend a parole hearing on behalf of a victim while he headed the Ontario Office for Victims of Crime. Scott, what's going on? Uh, just a, a, a quick uh, correction. It was not when I was at the Office for Victims of Crime. It was when I was at the Canadian Police Association. And at that point, it was simply a policy. And as you can imagine, um, I, I wasn't allowed to speak. So as you can imagine, it drove me crazy. But uh, it was actually arranged by people who were the administrative staff of the parole board, uh, who over the years I've been quite impressed uh, by. Uh, this story about the uh, Sami Yatim, there's something wrong here. Something doesn't make sense. Uh, and it appears there's a process involved where, as a victim, uh, you have to register with Correctional Services of Canada uh, or the, and or the parole board. Um, and there's a process that you uh, go through to submit, to make a written submission. There's uh, content recommendations as well, too. But you, as a matter of law now, there is that process in place that you at least get the notice or are supposed to get the notice of the hearing. And I just find it so strange that a case of this profile, and I notice in the same story that the you know, Yatim family have a lawyer that somehow... They didn't know about it. Did, did that mean they didn't register? That's I, I don't bizarre, know. If that's the case, and I find that, Roy, I got to tell you, I find that very surprising, because the victim services, the, which are provincially provided in Ontario, it would have been the Victim Witness Assistance Program, are are very good in my experience at you know pointing people in the right direction and all of the information about this, about how you register and you know what you can do and the forms and everything else. It's on the Federal Department of Justice website, Correctional Service of Canada, the Parole Board, Victims Ombudsman. So I find it very, very strange that somehow this family, uh, either that they didn't know about it, and you know, which is odd, or that they okay. did and just didn't bother to register, or that somehow the um, you know the uh, the parole board screwed up and didn't notify them. Let me ask you then. About there is what, an answer to the question, though. Yeah. Let me ask you about these two situations and how you feel about them as a former prosecutor and as somebody who's represented victims for many years. Uh, on the one hand, you've got the Yatim family saying, "Here's the sky for Silo. He's done 21 months. He gets state parole." And then you have the uh, the widower of the RCMP officer in British Columbia who's furious at the man who yeah. killed his wife. Uh, he's out on uh, parole, and he'd been driving drunk a few weeks later, and 
had an accident in which his girlfriend was injured. He's out on, uh, on Yeah, and on he had April. three previous drunk driving. Exactly. But he, this, the, 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 the husband of the RCMP officer didn't know about what was going on either. Again, the same thing. And it would seem strange, and I read his victim impact statement, um, it would seem strange that somebody like that, the wife of a uh, former police officer, presumably has uh, friends or contacts still at the uh, RCMP detachment, that he wouldn't know that he had to register? Doesn't it start to sound like people are not being informed, even though they're supposed to be? Um, given the fact that it sounds like the one that he didn't get the notice of was the review, because it, it as I read the story... It appears as though he did make a submission uh, to the board on a previous hearing. Mm-hmm. So if this was a, you know, not just a formally scheduled hearing, but a review of something, and it sounds like the guy canceled uh, his request to actually have a formal hearing before the board, is somebody playing games with the rules here that says, oh, well, if they did that, then we don't have to give you notice? So in about 30 seconds, what do you think of the fact that these things are going on, that the, that the parole was granted? I think it's a, a recurring sign that we need to look into what is going on at Correctional Service of Canada and the uh, parole board to make sure that they're following the law. That, frankly, so many of us have fought so hard over the years to get changed so as to bring a greater sense of justice to our system. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Good talking to you. Scott Newark, former Crown Attorney former executive director of the Canadian Police Association. If this is going on and victims' families are not being informed about parole hearings, something is seriously rotten in, in the system. Because you can't have that. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.